Hello once again, and welcome to Ring Crew Radio. I am the author of all things professional wrestling, PJ Stackpole, alongside the infamous Nikki Kayfabe. And coming off the top rope, as always, is the high flyer, Frank Cliff. It is Thursday, April 8th. This is Ring Crew Radio, episode 36. We are fresh off watching NXT Stand and Deliver, part two off the Peacock Network. Gentlemen, as I told you yesterday, this was going to be a long, hard slug. I'm <laughs> tired, I'm cranky, and frankly, I want to get the fuck out of here. Well, who told you to eat two meals of fucking Mexican food before we watch the show? Why are you putting my business out there for everybody to, to listen to? I wanted them to know why you sounded lethargic and drained. Fucking tired. I worked today. What did you do today, motherfucker? He had a, uh, he had a Twitter fight. Uh, I got retweeted. Oh, I saw you went a couple of rounds with Uncle Dave. That fucking idiot. They're just idiots. And, so and- recently, Mr. Mister High Flyer got into a back and forth with... I don't even know what he... I, I, the dumb fucks! I won't even call him a wrestling journalist. But Dave Meltzer. Piece of shit that he is. The unverified... Dave Meltzer. Frank, what happened? Well, he was yelling at Lance Storm for some reason, and that was shocking to me because I thought Lance Storm and Alvarez do a pod together, but I guess Dave knows no limits. He was arguing with Lance Storm because Lance Storm was basically saying the Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker match, which had no effect on the rankings for the championship, makes no sense because both of them haven't been seen since, and now you're having Britt Baker complain about a title shot when she opted to fight in a match, that wouldn't affect the rankings. I just said the whole ideology of rankings don't make sense when you add things in like non-sanctioned matches. Which, as we talked about before, PJ, it's just another word for no DQ. We're going to have a lot to say about un- unsanctioned matches today. And, I mean, I agreed with Lance Storm and I said something and Dave chose to retweet. I'm very upset. You know, you retweet, you, re- you write to this idiot once a day... And most of the times, I'm telling him to go fuck himself. And this is one of the rare times I was very cordial with Dave. And of course, he retweets it. Well, he's, he's not going to retweet you saying, go right. fuck yourself. Right. There's nothing wrong with Well, he's no cool. problem telling people to die. I wish he would tell the high flyer. Try that shit with the King of Bong style. I'll fucking rip him for 20 hours straight. I'll drink a coffee. It'll be, it'll be done. It'll be done. I was fighting with his minions till 2 in the morning last night. So I as well. Do you drink coffee? I'm very cranky. No, this is all natural energy. I was about to say. Can you imagine Frank? I do. I don't think it does anything for me. You, you drink, drink a fucking... Uh, uh, I already know what you drink. Uh, it's not even black, right? It's a, it's a shade of pink. Yeah, you don't drink black coffee, no. right? Of no, course. he drinks coffee, light and sweet. A 44... That That's shit. why serial killers... 90, 90% coffee. of coffee drinkers Shut drink it black. Did you ever see him with his cup of coffee? It's it's not coffee. He this motherfucker yeah. goes to a different neighborhood to get a bacon, <laughs> egg and cheese, he, and a coffee. I know because they put it in a forty four. They put it in a forty four ounce get cup. That, I don't get that one anymore. Why? Because you shit too much. No, it's too it's too big. It's he too drinks much. a Sunday. It's not a coffee. It's whipped cream. I don't. I like the flavors. I don't know a single human being in my life <laughs> that puts milk and sugar in their coffee. I don't. Anymore. I can't do milk. So what do you put? So what do you put in your coffee? Hazelnut creamer. Jesus and Christ. sugar. No, 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 no. I cut that out. Oh, okay. Good to see. Give me strength. What a piece of shit. All right, folks. You know why you're here. You're here for the rundown. 
NXT Night 2 exclusively on the Peacock Network. Frank, how did you like the Peacock experience? So, I'll get this out of the way. Their app's a little bit hard to use. The high flyer in the main event, I touched buttons, I couldn't get back fast enough. It was a disaster. For a fucking couch potato, you don't know your way around the remote. They gotta change these apps every five fucking minutes. They just get used to one and they just switch it. It's bullshit. But, overall, the streaming quality was definitely better than the network. Now, why can't we rewind or pause? Well, because, you know, the WWE took the money and didn't look at the facts. <laughs> I think they'll get to it. Yeah, they said they're gonna fix that over time, just like they're gonna add most a lot more content. I don't even think all the content's on there yet. Probably not. So, it takes a long time. You gotta filter through a lot of shit. And ban whatever they choose. <laughs> How many USBs could, uh... Fit the entire WWE video library. Uh, you're past USBs, fella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They probably have to use a fucking hard drive the size of one of those 1950s computers to hold after that shit. Some cooling technology rooms. You know, somewhere, that shit, somewhere that they can go down. Somewhere they've got the whole video library original copies. Yeah, it's Vince's fucking closet stored in a vault. <laughs> when Vince is feeling really evil, he'll go back and watch one of the accidents. No, stop Jesus. it. All right, Jeez. kayfabe, you were you were diligently taking notes. I took some notes. I took some notes. I wrote, "This sucks." <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad. So we started. The, Frank tried to do his uh his daily. I'm gonna go take a smoke break during my god the show. My god. And then he saw the the starting match was uh Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar in a ladder match, and he decided to stay put for a little while. And waiting for the women's match. I knew there was a women's tag. I just thought it was going to open up, but I did. Have, I do have to complain about the placement of this. No, I, I like. They started the show hot. I don't <sighs> mind it. Not a match to start. I'm not opposed. He, to here's it. the thing: for the live crowd, they saw a couple of dark matches. Yeah. So they probably did open with your standard singles match. Right. Just not for us. Although I do agree, I don't like when they open up the gimmick match. I think it should always be a singles. Also, I mean, it was such a good match for me. It wasn't the greatest ladder match ever, obviously. And that's not even close. It was well done. You know, it had its spots. It had typical ladder match spots. They got a little creative. They did some stuff a little bit differently. Both guys look good. Um, my biggest complaint is you just can't open up with this because it takes the air out of the building. How do you follow that? And, I mean, you followed it, and the match wasn't you, bad. You but follow it because you'll have two or three matches after that that are going to actually... Are your main show caliber matches? You had two mat two not fillers, but you had two matches that weren't gonna be gimmicked or anything like that until you got to the final two for the most part. Well, that's true too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Didn't have such a big story feel between the ladder match and the two other matches before that, and then the main the two co-mains. So it you was, had some time. It was a good ladder match. It had a good spot. It didn't do much for me. I gotta tell you, it didn't. It never to me shifted into the next gear. And it suffered from all the same plagues that all the ladder matches do. Climbing really slow. Yeah. Having to set it up directly under the title belt. Like it was the video game. You know, if you put it in the wrong spot, you couldn't get it. But there was one spot when his boys hit the ring. Escobar's boys hit the ring. Oh, it came in they, hot. They came in hot. And they pushed that ladder over the way I would. If it was a shoot and I had to get somebody off the ladder. Oh, yeah. He pushed that ladder over before he even got to his feet. That's how it's done. And the scary. bump Devlin took. Oof. Scary. It was but scary. That, that's something you brought up, too. Why not just hold, have him hold them 
My God, he yeah. sent him to the back. Escobar's like, I got it. Yeah, you guys can go to the back. How about Greg? You grab his legs, you grab his arms. I'll be right back. <laughs> w- wouldn't that be it? No, you're right. A little lack of logic. A yeah. little lack of logic. And I don't like the idea of, you know, anyone can interfere in any match as long as it's a ladder match or a cage match. You know, if it's not your traditional match and there's no DQ, anyone can interfere. I think we need, we're going down a bad road with this, especially AEW. And were there more run-ins tonight than just that? No, that was it. That was it? Yeah. All right, well, we'll see as we go through. But run-ins, you need to limit the run-ins. And I don't like I don't like match one with a run-in either. No. And you know what? This is something I noticed later on in the show when I mentioned. It's just a lot to watch this back-to-back nights. I don't know if, if my rating of these matches is being affected by the fact that I watched the pay-per-view last night. I think it's a lot to go back-to-back nights. Well, you're going to get that feeling with Mania, too. Oh, it's exhausting. I'm exhausted now. Thank God we're off tomorrow. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, are we going to be excited as shit for Saturday, and then Sunday's going to be a bummer because we're just dragging? I don't know. Thinking about last year, I actually was was good going into both nights. I felt... Well, Mania is also a different animal because there's... It's just... I don't know. It's Mania. But there wasn't a takeover (laughs) last year. You're right. There so, was no takeover that last year. That was the difference. Eased it up. All right. Match no, two. That, no, before that, I wanted to touch upon a few of the things I had in my notes here. Oh, boy. Devlin, I see a cartoon picture De- of a man with a ladder. Devlin hit a, <laughs> Devlin hit a, real, Devlin hit a real nice moonsault off the top. Yes, that was he crazy. He almost hit his head he on the fucking head ladder. Head. Yes, he did. And the, the ending to that saw him get headbutted off the top of the ladder and go through... The ladder they had set up there, which I like that ending, how, how they finished that match off. We've seen it all of in course, the ladder match. Right. We've seen it all. There's nothing to do. Basically. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do with these matches anymore. Yeah. You're right there. And Frank took his smoke break during this match. We had Shanti, Blackheart, and Ember Moon versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Oh, boy. For the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. I liked all the people involved. They all look different. They're they all, all different. Look different. They, yeah. they all have different hairstyles, so they all stand out. Right, all different gimmicks. I all they, shapes and sizes. Yeah, for sure. I know. thought they I thought they both worked well together as a team. They had some some double team moves together that they used uh they used well, I thought, throughout. Kind of a weird team. Which one? Blackheart and um Ember Moon. They formed that more on the flyish kind of. Yeah, Ooh, Joker was... Pussy and Mad Max. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> what? You're I see monster. one girl that's dressed up like the Joker, and I see Mad Max in the other corner. I don't understand any of it. They come out in a fucking tank. Is this Fury Road, or is this <laughs> NXT? This is why I don't watch this shit. Oh, you don't like people who come out in a tank? When it was DX going to Nitro, you were splooging yourself. Rusev, Triple H Somebody come, had to take down Triple Hogan. Triple coming to the ring with Stephanie on the back of his moped. Rusev, That was too. cool. Rusev that you the, could do. Bike. But they love bikes. Nice. But because she's a woman, you don't like it. You want ignorance? No, she's in man. a child-sized tank. If Hornswoggle came out in it, I'd find it funny. <laughs> oh, so what are your notes about this match, Nicholas? I said that they work well together. Both. Did you just are... draw a pair of boobs <laughs> <laughs> on the fucking paper? I do. I do love Ember Moon's finisher. I think that, that fucking leaping that... moonsault stunner, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's uh, a real solid move. For sure. You know, it's it's a move I like, but when you've seen it, like. Well, it's one of those ones you can't hit more than once in a match, number one. But number two... I don't think she ever has. I never have seen her hit it more than once. I hope not. 
But number two, the thing about it is when you see the person get into the positioning, it's kind of fucked. And that's why some of those top rope finishes, they have... I don't know. Sometimes they look great, and sometimes it's like, all right, well, they're going to sit there for 45 seconds and wait for it. I don't know. Fun fact. I don't think I ever told you. I knew Ember Moon's sister. Really? Oh, sailor. <laughs> oh, that's God. the third that's time such she's a, come up today, baby. That's such a dad joke. I'm really. trying to get as many Sailor Moon references in today as possible. I, did, I, I, heard, four. I didn't expect that one coming. You got me there. There you go. <laughs> all right. Next. We had Bronson Reed versus Johnny Gargano. Fuck. Okay. Oh, well, Shanti and Amber Moon retained. We didn't, we yeah. didn't mention that. But right. moving on, we had uh, Bronson Reed versus Johnny Gargano. I was a little disappointed in this match. Big time. They had they had some botches. And um, they were all from Gargano. If I was a betting man, it would have been the other way around. Yeah, Gargano had the... Why'd you take two to botch, you know, in a way? But. Well, he missed him on the, the Hurricane Rana into the powerbomb. He missed him there. He fell. They, they cleaned up nicely. Yeah, I they thought. did. It was nothing unforgivable. It was nothing unforgivable. Because, hey. again, WWE has the production quality to camouflage mistakes. I was just going to say, the camera cut away as soon as they fucked up to try to hide it. Because they're, they're probably being filmed on a delay. So you have probably a solid four seconds to cover up. I, I did like Gargano. He worked the midsection throughout the match. I did like that. He's a bigger guy that he faced. So. Shouldn't he have worked the legs? He went over. Well, he he injured him there. So it felt like he was just kept going after it. He's not re- I mean, he does have some submissions, but they're not really more leg-based. They're more arm. He has the Gargano escape, which is more of an arm, kind of arm barish finisher. So. I thought they were they worked decently together. Um, I don't think the match was anything special either. I, I think it could have been more because I liked what I saw out of um, Bronson Reed. Bronson yesterday, I liked what I saw out of him. I had higher hopes, and that's the good part of doing it two nights in a row is that you could bleed over, you know, the stuff from the night before. The momentum still fresh in your mind, and it just felt squandered. It felt like it never went into that second gear that maybe it should have. And I didn't get the, it didn't seem to me, you could have taken Bronson out and put in another guy who was Gargano size. I feel like his size never played a factor. It wasn't the small guy versus the big guy. No, because he neutralized him too early. And I also just, I don't know, Gargano, I'm at this point with him where I need something to get me interested again because it's becoming repetitive. His match with Kushida. I mean, yeah, he does creative shit. He flips you around a certain way, but... After a while, I don't know, I'm kind of just over him now. Uh, maybe it's, ever since that feud with Chopper, the last match, I just haven't gotten the same, I don't know. That's just me. But Bronson Reed, damn it. I thought yesterday we saw, like, one of those, those star moments. You know, those times when you see a guy, like, breaking out of whatever the fuck they had him doing. And it's a shame because I thought this match was a good opportunity for him. I think the botches didn't help. I think the booking of the match didn't help. I don't know. Just was a bad mix. But they both could recover from this very easily. Gargano's eventually going to feud with Theory, I would predict. And yeah. Bronson Reed now is a believable monster who could feud with anybody. Yeah, Austin Theory has a really good look. He's going to be Austin Theory, man. Be a star. He's young, too. Like 23. Yeah. yeah. By the rookie card, folks. Well, the reason why I liked it was because at the end of it, when he missed the moonsault, he kind of went back to the... The abdomen area, and then he got hit with those two DDTs. It had good psychology. Yeah. I'm not saying it didn't. It's just the match just didn't do anything for me, and it's a shame because no, I, I thought it would. Out of all of them, I, I I would have to agree with you. I would say uh, if we were grading it, I would say it's the would be the lowest. But that's not a, 
you know, it's not an F. And it's a, it's not an F. The problem is it's the night before you also had great matches too. So yeah. in what place is it between everything? What, eighth? Yeah. Like, that's no, the problem. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just think very lowly of it, but... Gar- Gargano wound up retaining. Which, which I also didn't like. If you're going right. to get the guy over, have him right. fucking beat him. Everything Don't squash him, but have him beat him. Everything about it just sounds strange and disjointed and... Last minute thrown together. Fuck, let's do it. Maybe, no. I, I don't know. Well, they... Yeah, who knows when they knew who he's actually going to face, too, ahead of time. Right. I, for me, I thought this was clear-cut for L.A. Knight, and I thought because, I, again, I told you guys yesterday, when I heard that guy talk, I said, well, he's got something the rest of these guys don't. The ability to verbiate what the fuck he's trying to do. And I thought he was going to go over yesterday. He didn't. That's why I thought this match was booked the way it was. Or Loomis. At least end that feud that's been lingering for six months. Mm-hmm. But too many open ends, no answers. And, again, you could have had Loomis come out tonight and at least answer the Gargano question. Now there's nothing. Yeah, it seems like he doesn't have a feud at the moment. but None of them do. No, none of them do. And that, that kind of left it off open-ended in general throughout what the does, whole... What does verbiate mean? Verbiate? said he has the ability to verbiate. Why you got to be an asshole? Do you wake up in the Did morning say and that? say, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick apart what someone says on a podcast after watching eight hours of wrestling in two fucking days and filled with Mexican tortillas. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> fucking pain in my balls. For those at home, it's verbalize. <laughs> well, Take your fucking college education and shove it up your ass, <laughs> prick. You watch fucking wrestling All like right. me. What wrestler said, I got a college education and a criminal record, so I know how to make decisions. <laughs> what the fuck? Who said that? New Jack. Of course he did. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking New Jack. If you tell New Jack you're going to do something, you better fucking do it. They're <laughs> doing a new dark side of the ring. Oh, man. Yo, hey, Ultimate Warrior? Ultimate Th- Warrior, Grizzly, Grizzly Smith. Is that Jake the of- Snake's? Sure oh, is. shit. I think they're doing Pillman. You know, Grizzly Smith, if it's as dark as I think it's going to be, didn't he, like, he's got some deep shit, right? Like, there, fucking. There, there are I, accusations of pedophilia. Okay. There you go. Child brides and I watched one of sorts of I watched shit. one of those in my life. One Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, you are missing out. We should do a whole. Yeah, re- what are we you should do a whole review series. You've never watched any. I of them? watched the Brawl for All. That's the only That's one you watch. Shows. I knew, oh, oh, I know why. Yeah, yeah, because his disciple was yeah. yelling about Russo. Why Cornette the was in the Montreal Screwjob one where he admits it was him that he he booked it. I'll watch it. I'll watch them all. I wanted to watch them. I just haven't gotten around. Yeah. Oh, they're tremendous, cute. Yeah, I booked it. I didn't know Vince would fucking do it. <laughs> anyway. But that... I, did, I didn't hear him. In, I knew he was in a brawl for all, so I wanted to watch it. They fucked that guy. Fought Gun? Yeah. Oh, they put him in the ring with King Kong Bundy and he knocked him out. <laughs> oh, he shouldn't have fucking, you know what? Nah, fuck you. <laughs> this really. fucking guy's ripping the fuck out of me tonight. Piece of shit. When you called me weak when I was dumb. When I'm at home dying and one of your dearest friends calls you up and says you're weak, I said, I'm going to get this motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck. We're supposed to be a team. United against this. I know. Well, going forward, match four on the card was for the NXT Championship with Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. All right. I'll, I'll say my piece quick because it was around this time that uh, the Arbiter... Had to catch some Z's. I was <laughs> You picked the hell of a match, too. I said to Nikki Kayfabes, I said, I, it's a shame this had to be on now. But if I didn't catch some Z's, 
I, I was not going to make it to the end. I was tired. I had a belly full of Mexican. I worked all day. Not a nap was taken. I've been up since 4 a.m. I'll give it to you. You tried to really stay up there. Your head was nodding like a heroin addict. And then eventually you nodded out. You were done. I was you done. You were cold. I was done. But let me tell you, Karrion Cross and his um, valet, well, I guess his wife, Scarlett Bordeaux, Bordeaux, <laughs> whatever the fuck, um, I think they got a, a fantastic package between the two of them. I thought their entrance music was great. I thought the presentation was great. He looks good. She looks better. Um, very impressed and happy that he went over. I did my best Joey Diaz when she came out. I said, Joe Rogan, she's a 12. <laughs> she's a 12 out of 10, Joe. Joe, she's 12 out of 10. <laughs> Look, you talk about that Karrion Cross guy. And I said it to you when he got signed, Nikki K. Fabs. I said, I, I just had to see a picture of him. And I said, all right, the least believable. I didn't realize that he had uh, a charisma, an ability in the ring to actually tell a story. He's pretty fucking good. Yeah, they, they went to the, the emotional side of the... They were saying Finn said that when he gets emotional, he gets in his head. Right, when he, he snaps. Off, and, he, and he started off, he got thrown across the ring. Finn started laughing at him, made him snap a little. Uh, then He's he, trying to get in his head. He tried to get in his head. He charged at him. I was going to ask, did you take notes on this? Fill yeah, me in on that. what happened. Yeah, fill me in what happened. I said Paint that the picture. Because I woke you, up at the finish. They, really? That's what, No, you were. I woke up. He was pummeling him on the floor. I said the I said they got. A, they used the emotions earlier in the match. He uh, he got him locked in an arm bra. Could he, he got uh, he got a little lazy with what he was doing. He was tweaking his shoulder, working the shoulder, yeah. which was the thing that he hurt and lost the belt. Then he was also working his for, uh, his. His uh, midsection as well. He kicked him in the midsection yeah. and then opened that up. He and then he started well. doing that. He, that's when he dropped after that, when he, like mm -hmm. O'Reilly did. And then he also, uh, he started charging him into a ring post. And then Fowler moved, he hit his shoulder. And that's when he started working on it at first. Well, now, I'm sorry to interrupt you. But going back to that abdomen shot. Yeah. They did that three fucking times tonight. Very repetitive. And it's the second night they did that. Because well, yesterday was, was the, the finger bangs. Yeah. <laughs> So we had the finger bangs and the gut shots. Yeah, I'm they, sorry. They did it. I don't think if they did it in, if they didn't do it in the rematch, I would have been fine with it. Yeah, know, but then but you did it three times. Did, yeah, because then they did it later also. I mean, they're not tombstoning each other three times. We said that, but this again, it's lazy no, booking. But you got to work it. You got to. I mean, those guys are just so much bigger. Bronson Reed so much bigger than Gargano. Kill Cross or oh, Carrying Cross is a lot bigger than than uh, than Finn. I I, Finn. I get that, but it's like. There's other ways to take out a big guy. You ever heard of kicking his knee out? A low blow? I don't know. And then O'Reilly and yeah, Finn, O'Reilly and um Cole didn't need but it. Finn Finn's moves are more centric to using your abdomen. He drives that drop kick, the coup de grace. That's true, that's true. Double so. knees to the chest, so You're right. Don't do it in the Gargano match. Don't do it in the Gargano match. Yeah. You're right. I thought the the way he kicked out of the coup de grace was cool too. He got him in a choke yeah. after that. And then no cell. What was the finish? The finish was he got him and he uh, gave him a forearm in the back of the head and then he kept pummeling him on the floor. That's when I was. That's when I was coming and then to. He, then he came. <laughs> then they came to. They went a little longer and then he hit him with a crazy forearm in the back of the neck again and put. Couldn't him down. he just pin him right after the pummeling? It felt like it was yesterday when he when um the big fella chopped Walter. No. No, he's talking about when he slapped him. Oh, oh, that was Bronson. Oh, when he slapped him, yeah, like Bronson, like, yeah. yeah, when Bronson slapped him and he went down and then he picked him up and powerbombed him and jumped off the top. Could have ended on the slap. Certainly could have ended on the powerbomb. I think he should have just fucking mauled him. 
bah, 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 on the floor. Well, Finn did dead, good selling dead after getting bald. Yeah. Right, and that's the thing. They played dead, so just fucking pin him. I, I don't think that's Cross's finish either, so I, I don't... No, it's not. I don't so believe why... that Doomsday Saito suplex oh, is. Man. Eat shit. So that's why I, I, they ended it again without a finish, but he good. went to the forearm, and he hit him with a good one, and one, two, three. Overall, at this point, I realized this, because we're going to get to the main event. But first, we have to talk about the video package. Yeah. yeah. Well, mind you, this started at 9.55. We knew not, it was good. I was not happy. And it ended at 10.40. <laughs> you knew what was going to happen. The video package, gentlemen. Do they ever disappoint us? No. no but I this one's going to be one of those ones that we look back at five, well, ten years from now and say, damn. I hate to interrupt, but just because history demands our testimony, DMX has died. Oh, no. Yeah. Fuck. Shitty, huh? Why you gotta ruin the show? Yeah. You couldn't tell me afterwards? Well, I want your live reactions. I feel terrible. Yeah, I was awful what happened to him. Fuck. R.I.P. DMX. Shit, it's gonna be tough to finish now. You, you hit the... You just fucking ruined everything. Why do you think Vince didn't say anything about Owen Hart? He's not even paying attention anymore. No, he's done. He's on his phone. Trying to confirm it to hope I didn't uh, jump the gun here, but All right, let's, I'm let's, getting a series of texts. Let's continue here. Let's continue. So that video you shouldn't package, be on your phone. The video package was, was top-notch. The rain graphics they used to really sell the betrayal of Colin O'Reilly. I thought the rain graphics was stellar, too. So I got here before you, and I was watching it with Nikki K. Faves and Black Jack Mulligan, and I was saying the same thing. I said, that looks like legit rain. So then when I watched it with you the second time and they weren't there, you said, wow, that really looks good. The rain. <laughs> it did. It looked great. I don't know how they did it. It was well, something they... different. It was something I Damn. haven't seen before. They really pulled out the fucking big budget for this. Well, it felt like a big match. You see Triple H squeeze his fucking way into that. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Into that video package. There it is. There I thought was. he was come out at a different point in this match, which we'll get to. But We thought Sean was coming out. We, we convinced Arnold ourselves of everything. You worked yourself up. All right, Nikki, take us through your notes. What do you got for us? I actually wanted... I Can didn't we take go? I'm sorry. One. Okay, so let's start. And I wanted to watch The unsanctioned it. match. When I hear unsanctioned match, I think of Triple H versus Shawn Michaels SummerSlam 2002. That's the one. The idea of the unsanctioned match is stupid. Does anyone here know the difference between an unsanctioned match, a hardcore match, a street fight, a false count anywhere match, or well, a no holds barred match? It's supposed to be that whatever happens, the liability is not with the company. And so let me get this straight. That's Companies, I mean, a, let me just I ask would, you a let me ask you a logical question. So a company, the same company that will sanction a buried alive match where an opponent gets buried to the death, they don't die. The same company that would do a steel cage and all these other things. Inferno. Inferno, First Blood. They won't sanction two guys just beating the shit out of each other. That's where they draw the line. I don't run it. My issue has always been, if I had a wrestling promotion, and I was going to go to the unsanctioned match tip, they say, all right, folks, next up we have the unsanctioned match. Commentary team takes the headsets off. Ref leaves the ring. You send out a doctor, stands ringside. Send out the guys, theme music optional, and whatever happens, happens. And that's it. The ref's just there to stop it when it goes too long. Otherwise, you just have a match. It's just a match. We're not going to sanction it, but we're going to put it on our app as the main event and make a video package for it. Right, if you really Come want... Come on, don't make... It's fucking, like... 
I, they just go because it sounds cool. It's unsanctioned. It sounds cool. What about that was unsanctioned? There was a ref. They had music. They came out with personnel from the company. Well, just to defend they had a contract, I'll defend the ref because I actually like what they did tonight. They ref didn't was okay. They didn't have them wear stripes, which is cool. Made it look like they an MMA fight. He didn't break up a rope break. That he, was good. Yeah, he knew what his place was. He did one to I the ref. He actually, I noticed at certain points when he noticed the camera was getting onto him. Guess what he did. He must have not went to learn from Earl Hebner. He didn't go to the Earl Hebner School of Refing. He got the fuck out of the way. So I can't shit on the ref. I'm done with this stipulation. Between in one place that has rankings and wants to treat everything as legitimate, and then tell me matches that blow off a feud don't count, and this unsanctioned bullshit, enough. Just have it as a no DQ. I don't need this special nonsense. However, I will say this about NXT in general. The presentation they do for these main events... For these big time matches, yeah. they make them stand out. The lighting, I love what they do yeah. with the lighting. I can't stress that enough. They make it like a UFC fight. The whole show's got a feel. It's got a really good it's feel. It's grungy. It's raw. It's what wrestling should it's be. It's almost the opposite of raw. It has a, you know, it has. It's a underground. Really, it doesn't it's got have an underground, really cool kind of feel for a wrestling show. Even when the wrestling isn't great, as opposed to raw, where the wrestling's often great. But all the presentation around it is so overdone. Overdone, just overdone. Do you need LEDs on the on the fucking ring posts? That's when I started getting sick of it. The LEDs on the ring posts—they look ridiculous. At least NXT still has the old ring posts. Can you imagine in 1999 they showed you a clip of what Raw looked like? In you wouldn't believe it. It looks like a Lego fan. It looks like it's made where, in Lego. Where are the people? It's just screens. <laughs> Everything is a video screen. There's yeah. graphics. It looks like it looks like the future. This is what Y2K was supposed to be. We just weren't there yet. My God, yeah. Well, it's like Star Trek. Yeah, it's insane. But what do you think of the match overall? I don't want to sound like James, and by James I mean James E. Cornette. But there's certain things he says that are always correct. Sometimes you can leave 17 spots out and still have a good fucking match. I agree with that. I know you needed to tell a story. I know for some reason in NXT they have this mentality because the guy who's booking it, the Conqueror, the King of Kings, Triple H, he has this idea that the main event's got to go 40 minutes. I don't give a fuck. It's got to go 40 minutes. I don't care how dead it... He sure does, Francis. (laughs) He sure does have that opinion. I don't care. Come hella high water. He's getting his 49 minutes. Exactly. (laughs) And you can see it clearly when he books these main events. Yes, this match had to go longer than most. But when every match is going 20 to 30 minutes, you don't have this one end up being, what, 40? What, how long was, was it? probably about 40, 42, roughly. 42, and they did every spot you could do. And the they did every with, spot you could do. And the spots with the chairs it was too much. Okay. How, I, how many times ever have you witnessed, heard about, saw a video of, Happened to you. Somebody get hit and land perfectly into a chair. Only comedically. Only comedically. Only in comedies. Correct. Correct. It happened not once, not twice, but four times. And the third and fourth time were the most egregious. Was the most egregious. I I cannot. I said it. I said. You looked at me and you said it's happening, and I said no, please don't, because I saw this. Terrific. I saw that spot. What was it? Four months ago, between Moxley and Jared, uh, Moxley and Omega. Yeah, it wasn't good then. And I said, please, I don't ever want to see it again. 
Two guys in a fucking fight aren't going to pull out two chairs and sit there and duel like they're about to play fucking Pokemon. It was the <laughs> dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. I don't know why they had to do it. I want to talk about good things in this match. Because that was one of those bad things. The fact that there was too many spots were bad. But there was some good here. Well, the number one bad thing is this match suffered from a lack of blood. If yeah. ever there was a time to I mean, bring back blood, go this up, would have been it. If they didn't bleed in that match, you could tell they're never bleeding again. Go up to the fucking boss and say, Hey, Hunter, you mind bringing out the blood? You want a blade, huh? Oh, Jesus. Adam? You <laughs> oh, want no. a blade? <laughs> oh, fuck. You want a gig, Adam? <laughs> you want the juice, Adam? <laughs> you want a bleed, Adam? The crimson mask, huh? You want to bust them open, huh? You, you fucking know that how that conversation. <laughs> oh fuck! That's exactly how that conversation oh, would have went. <laughs> He's such an ass. You want some color, huh? You want some color, Adam, huh? Fuck. Like the big boys? <laughs> you want a Guerrero JBL special, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. But yeah, if, there's not, if there ain't blood in that match... It ain't ever happened. Fuck, it needed it so bad, it too. It did need it. it because with the blood, it. you don't need 45 spots. No, it tells Somebody's bleeding. 100% right. You didn't need to do all the shit. You could have cut a hundred different things if with the blood. That and they could have really way. stuck it to his girlfriend and said, oh, here's a better shirt for you. I got news for you. They did the JBL Guerrero spot. Yeah. Where we hit him with the TV monitor. Yeah. I thought he'd be split a, with that. If he was bleeding there, you could have shaved 16 minutes off the back end of this match. Yeah. Take it into the ring, get the blood all over the canvas, make it look like something. Speaking of his girlfriend, when he popped out the toolbox and grabbed that pliers. Oh, what was he going to do with it? I thought he was going to take the teeth, and I thought the commentators, I, th I could totally see Wade Barrett going, well, I guess he's the dentist of the family. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been, they would have been, oh, the neck In, honor, beards, in the neck honor of Hall of Famer, Isaac Yankum. <laughs> no, in reference to his wife. His girlfriend. Went over the dentist. I think he went over his head. I did, yeah. Kane's in the Hall of Fame. No, now. I fucking know. I thought he didn't realize who Britt Baker was. No, I'm sorry. Knows. I got to keep knows. the Arbiter on his toes. <laughs> he knows. He knows. I know she's a doctor. Yeah, God, nothing makes a fucking Twitter stand happier than calling, calling a doctor. <laughs> doctor. Thank doctor. you, DDS. But, I, yeah. Let's talk about the good. There is some good. There is There's a lot plenty of good. of good. First off, the first thing that comes to my mind, the mat, the spot I'll remember, believe it or not, which was random, the sleeper hold where they fell through the ramp. It, it wasn't random. It was a, it got us. It was a good spot. You didn't see it coming. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, and then, but see, this is when the bad came in. You had him kick down the wall to pull him out. It was cool. Eh, you could just pull them out of the top. It's... I would have expected WWE to make their ramp out of sturdier stuff. Yeah, I figured he would have pulled shit. out like a sledgehammer to bust it open, a real oh, weapon. God, don't. <laughs> don't. So, you don't. The, you need the sledgehammer. You want the hammer, Adam? Huh? You, you want me to light it on it? fire, huh? Oh, don't oh, do that. Geez. That's like the horror movie where they remove like the knife from the rock and, and that unleashes the demon. Oh, fuck. Oh. He would have came out in the fucking jeans and the shirt. He would have came the out tape fist. full suit, disrobing as he walked <laughs> closer to the ring. Oh, yeah. 
But let's t- let's talk I about. I thought just <laughs> in regards to that ramp spot, maybe uh, I did. It popped me. I'm not gonna lie. We all money. got the holy shit out of it. It was probably the only holy shit of the right. I think that's a spot you do with the fat guy. With the Bam Bam Big Low and Taz. Yeah, it that's be. the problem. It's it's been big. <laughs> 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 fucking asshole. <laughs> Kong Bundy. I can't guys. wait for you to start eating like fucking. You keep eating double Mexican dinners. You're gonna start looking like all those fucks. <laughs> okay, who was who? Wait, what? Oh, King Kong Bundy and Taz in Asbury Park. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy classic with that yeah it needed blood I just can't get over the not blood that's something we were I, talking about the good what else did you like about it overall it told the story Kyle O'Reilly kept getting his ass kicked and getting up and that's how you build a good baby face um, I don't think I mentioned this before both of them debuted new music and I thought for once it's like the random time I see two new themes that I like yeah, I thought it fit both works. of them O'Reilly has a character now. He's coming out. He's doing the air guitar. I fucking like it. I, like I really the, do. I like the way he got his shoulder up when he when he really thought he wasn't gonna. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He just got just the shoulder up. Didn't do the arm gimmick. He didn't do the leg. He didn't flag. Right. Right. Just, right. That was just like, yeah. And I that was probably if you watch it back. I can't be sure, but I'm sure if you watch it back, that's probably his last kick out. Oh, yeah, yeah. you can tell he was he was breaking him down slowly, and then know? then he set him up for the finisher, and he dropped, he fell. Yes, and then he started yelling at me. He said, "I'm going to put you down," and then he set him up for the finisher yeah, yeah. again. It's a bit that, of a bit of a squash in some ways. I mean, Adam Cole had to have ninety percent of this thing in the bag. He was beating the shit out of him. Oh yeah, he was destroying him. How do you build the baby face? Sympathy, exactly. And O'Reilly looked good. He he hit him with the chain. Uh, they had a chain they brought in for a, a long uh, throughout the match. They were using it. They had a good spot with the chain. They used it as a clothesline. Yeah, that was cool. And at first, we kind of looked at the chain and said, "Oh fuck," because he started wrapping it around oh, his leg. Oh god! The wrapping god. it around the leg. You're not doing that in a fight. And I know it's this not is gonna happen. It's a work. I know it's a work. I know I'm it's supposed a work, to but... buy the whole thing, but Jesus. And if that had happened on AEW programming, oh, I would have shit myself. Would have picked up his fucking chair and thrown it through the TV, and I don't blame you. Terrible. But, but... overall, look. A star is born, right? This is what I turned to you and said at the end of this match. Yeah. I said, did you ever think Kyle O'Reilly would be closing out a takeover like this? And you said, no. No, I didn't think so. That's what two matches with Finn Balor will do. Yeah. That's Finn what made him look fantastic. Finn put him over. Yeah. Finn made him in into losses. a star. In losses. in losses. He put him over. You know how good you have to be to make someone look that good in a loss? Yeah. I, I Speaks like to Finn end. Balor. I like the ending, too. They, they went back to the chain. He need him in the... He did a flying knee into it. The they had the chair reversed, so he had the four legs up. Yeah, and he went into it, and then he did the Devon fucking shit. <laughs> Devon Dudley twitch. Yeah, I actually missed something along the way. I there was a point we all became delirious during this match. Do you remember? It's when the ref got knocked out at oh, first. Yeah. <laughs> let me explain that three minutes right there because it was crazy. No, no, no. Why was that ref knocked out? Okay, I was there it one is. One person because they wanted Adam Cole to get a little. To get him, to get him some heat, right. It's something to talk about the next day. Had the rest PJ of jumps up. One. He's like, why the fuck would he hit him? It's stupid. Right. Which I kind of said, I agree. Then Cole hits his finish on fucking O'Reilly, and then it looks really stupid because the ref can't count the pin. Then Knocking bl- out a referee in an unsanctioned match is when you're stupid in, by definition. Hold on, oh. when you're on offense. Correct. It's a very dumb tactic. And then Blackjack Mulligan turns to me and said, is this where they bring Sean out? In my fucking head. It was like... 
And Frank clipped, just clips dick grew three sizes that day. And then, he said, <laughs> then he said, then he went to the stage after that, and he said, I, gonna, I saw it. You're gonna go to the that. stage, then you're gonna just see the foot. I thought the, I thought <laughs> it was gonna be like when the Spirit Squad got their asses kicked when he returned, and one of them just got super kicked out of the fucking entranceway. Yeah. But Blackjack Mulligan is all to blame for that. He put the thought in my head, and then I said, hmm, the ref's knocked out. Hunter hasn't made an appearance tonight, and I started telling PJ that, and then PJ almost strangled me, so... No Roderick Strong either. We talked about that before the match, and I said, Roderick's going to come out, you're going to think he's coming out to help O'Reilly, he's going to turn and fuck him up, and then you have Fish return and take out Strong, that makes sense because they were a tag team, but that didn't happen, which is good, though. I'm fine with that. For all 10 of these matches, they had nothing... Happened in the beginning of them, and nothing happened at the end of oh, them. Oh, so no fucking afterbirth? None. None of it. Which I, you got, I mean, occasionally I... I there's um, t- there's uh, time to shoot an angle. There's, there's time, time and a place to yeah. shoot an angle after a match. And I'm every, shocked because takeovers normally end with an angle. But every match also had a clean finish. Yeah, there every was no question one. marks. Yeah. yeah. So you got to like that as well. Sure. So, gentlemen, there's only one real thing to really talk about mm-hmm. from this show afterwards. So who's going up? Who is next? Who's leaving here and will gonna, shortly become a WWE main roster sufferer? I was going to ask that question, and I got one more and we're done, but I'll stick with that question. Who's going up? If I was a betting man, I guess Finn Balor and Adam Cole would be your two best options. No females? Or the most likely options. Well, this is from night two. Night one oh, I'm sorry. Shirai, would be go- Shirai is definitely going up. I, I would say if they're going to pick one person, I think it would be Finn. Really? Yeah. I hope they don't. I mean, they could do more. Look, he's not my favorite. But they could do more with him than they did. No, they, they ruined him after the injury, for sure. So, I was thinking about this. And everyone's thinking Finn. And you guys are saying Finn. And I just can't agree. He went up there and he floundered and it was bad. And it's no they fault of his. They I mean, all right. His first universal champion. Look, he had the most momentum in the world, and then he got hurt, which is a bad thing to Vince McMahon because you had your week. (laughs) And then he had him dressing up in rainbows. Look, there's things... Rollins gotten hurt twice, and he's been back, and he's fine. There's a difference. I don't think he looks at Finn the same way he looks at Rollins, and it's a shame because Finn's just as talented, if not more. But Finn Balor has found a niche down there, um, a spot where he needs to be. And he's developed a different character than when he was up here, which is very hard to do when you're over as a character. So I don't hate it. I think he needs to stay down here. Look, they tried to make him the public figure. They tried to make him the big baby face. They let him do the Balor Club, which, I mean, somebody's happy about that. But in the end, the general audience is looking at a guy wearing rainbows. How do you think that's going to go? It's not going to go over well for him. And I don't see him going back up. Obviously, Cross ain't going up. He won the bat. I think Cole. I think that's the only one that's going to leave here. I think Cole's such a big part of NXT for him to leave. I don't see much else going with him. I think these guys are terrified at the prospect of going up. It's got to kill them. I mean, look it's at got to kill them. How many have worked out? I mean, how many have really worked out? It's rare. Ways? No, it's no. rare. You got to be one of uh, Drew so from NXT. Yeah, Drew. I well, Drew had a run before he. Yeah, but then he went back to NXT. Yeah, that though. I mean, but he had a run already. Are you talking about on NXT in I'm general? I'm talking about NXT homegrown TV? talent that. Well, Rollins and them were on NXT. Not, and they weren't really homegrown either, but they had careers beyond it. You got Bo Dallas. You got Neville. I'm just thinking of NXT champions. Keith Lee. 
Zane. Look, Tyler Breeze came and went. They could have did Breeze. more with him. Fandango Fuck. came and went. They could have did more with him. Yeah, they're back down. But look what Fandango's down there doing now. No way, Jose. What did you think? No way, Jose was gonna ever do. Stop it. You now you're just being. Did. a... What was he gonna do? Get twenty people to pop? Stop it. Of all that, you know, you have a good gimmick in NXT, and you come up, and Vince changes it. You have a shitty gimmick in NXT, and you come up, and Vince. Ha! I love it. Well, of course, because he knows that there's guys there to do jobs. He yeah. saw a guy like No Way Jose, who wasn't ever the best worker. Let's not get crazy now. Let's not get the crocodile tears over. Who's the guy with the bus? Adam Rose. Adam Rose. I mean, look, the gimmick was the gimmick was over for three weeks. He had a feud with a fucking Easter Bunny. <laughs> look, it's hard. And the problem is when you look at NXT, the problem I see is across the board, there's a lot of smaller guys. And when you get to guys like Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre and you name the Hosses, and that's what Vince likes. Vince likes his big action figures. his six eights and up. <laughs> it's hard to fucking sell them. And again, Cole is a guy that needs to go up there and he needs to beat someone big in the first night. I predicted, and since we're at the end of the show, I'll throw out this prediction. I think Cole debuts Monday Night Raw after Mania. I don't know if there's going to be a crowd, so they won't be popping like crazy. But he debuts, and he beats Sheamus for the U.S. title. So Make him a star. That's two predictions in one. You're right. And I also think the pothead is losing the belt to the Irishman. I was going to say you feud with Orton, but who the fuck knows what happened? Feuding with Orton. with Orton. I'm in. Orton is going to be on Raw the next night holding hands with the new <laughs> Alexa Bliss. I hope he's holding hands. liberated from the Fiend's foolishness. Please so tell what, what I hope he decapitates question? him. Well, my your... second question was, which night did you like more for NXT Stand and Deliver? Because I like night one more, frankly. Between the Walter match, I thought it flowed better. I thought it was less burdensome and tiresome. Yeah, it definitely it was ended on at you know a reasonable, a reasonable hour. Hour, yeah. Um, this this went a little longer. I did like the Balor and Cross match and uh, the Colin O'Reilly match. You know, told its story, but I I would probably have to agree. I think Night One had some more moments. They had some crisper matches. So yeah, and I as well will be taking Night One. But I think the best overall match. That's the question. What is Walt, the best Walter overall and match? Champa for me. That's what I like. I would I would agree with him, but if I had to be different, I would say Balor and Cross. Hmm. I like Colin O'Reilly. I did. I, I I'm going to go three. Up. I'm going to go very different. I like Colin O'Reilly, but I had some problems with it. I had no problems with that six man monstrosity yesterday, and it got over somebody. Yeah, it got over a few people. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes the match that serves its purpose is the best. And speaking of serving our purpose, God damn it, folks, we did it again for you. <laughs> we served our purpose, and we supplied you more content. Tomorrow, we're taking a fucking rest day. We've had enough. But don't you worry, because we come back Saturday for WrestleMania. <sighs> the granddaddy of them all. You become fucking Hawk. All right. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. This is taking a nosedive. Frank, before we go... Can you run through our social media right quick? Well, sure. I'm the only one that remembers it anyway. It's fine. Nah, fuck you. <laughs> he is at HighFlyerRCR on Twitter. He is at NikkiKFabeRCR on Twitter. I am at PJStackRCR on Twitter. You can follow us at Ring Crew Radio on Instagram for all Ring Crew-related content. I am the arbiter of all things professional wrestling, PJ Stackpole. He is the infamous Nikki K Fabe. 
and coming off the top rope, like always, is the high flyer, Frank Cliff. This has been Ring Crew Radio, signing off.